Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house and the land, uh, to the land that I will show you. I will make for you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and those who curse you I will curse. In you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Abraham took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot, and all the possessions that they had gathered, and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran. How do you acquire persons? Fair question. Is, is this slavery? Yes, of course. Didn't, don't you remember chapter 9? You know full well I do not, Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so we got pretty far there. Uh, maybe we should do the intro. Uh, I'm Alexander. I'm Diogenes. And I'm Ptolemy. All right. Uh, this is Atheist Read the Bible. Get ready for a spiritual journey as two godless atheists read the Bible from cover to cover. Will they learn to love Jesus? Or will they continue to forfeit their souls to Satan? Find out what happens when the Bible stops being polite and starts getting weird. So this is like giving Abraham... A Abram? Abram, not Abraham. Right, Abram. not Abraham. Abram. The, the divine right to do as he pleases. Because God's saying, whatever you like, I will like. Whatever you don't like, I will condemn. Kind of, but it's also saying, right, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you, but in this land I will show you. It's very vague. It doesn't, there's no destination. It's just th this land that's gonna... Somewhere over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> in the wild blue yonder. And we will call it this land. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like, he's like, oh, I'll show you this land. Go get it. Yeah, <laughs> There's right. no moment where it's like, and then he showed him the land. And then he's like, ah, there we go. <laughs> I'm going there. But I mean, it, it's still like empowering this group of people that, because I mean, I, I guess, right, like where we are in the narrative uh, we're identifying with Abram because we've been following him, right? Because you had the, well, the two other sons. Well, actually, that brings up a good point is where we just got in the narrative is actually represents a huge shift, right? We're going from we're paying attention to everyone and the ancestors of the whole world. We go through where the nations come from, all this stuff. And now Abraham. Yeah, this <laughs> Just <guy>. him. <laughs> Every, God didn't work out, you know, with all these other people. Let's just see if we can get things going right with this one dude. And with this, too, like, this is... They took off from Ur and the Chaldeans after the whole Tower of Babel thing. And they settled Wait, in... Wait, but Ur, Ur is a whole different city. The Tower right. of Babel was Babylon. Oh. So they must have taken off from Babylon before that, right? 
Wait, was Abram even in the Tower of Babel? Was he in Babylon? Or was he the kid of someone who was in Babylon? The grandkid. So there is a story, there is some Jewish story where Abraham and Lot, like, refuse to be slaves and help build the tower. But, uh, I mean, obviously that's not in the Bible and the yeah. part that we just read. Uh, that's some thick... You know, the problem Whole is we read, this, we read this in biblical time, so we don't always remember the previous episode as well as we should. <laughs> biblical time? Yeah. A thousand years at, at a stretch? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell with biblical time. That's my point. <laughs> oh, right. I, I get I get. I'm picking up what you're putting down now. I'm a little slow on the uptake. You sound like you had a thought, Ptolemy. What do you, what do you think? Oh, no, I was just going to say that, like, the, if the, the section you were saying is true about them refusing to be slaves to build the tower, it's a little strange that it's like, oh, and also they acquired a bunch of slaves. Right. I mean, I presume that's what that says. I, I was looking earlier at, like, the different translations, and one of them, they're, they're sort of differently polite about it. Some of them it says, oh, and the people they acquired, and others are like, oh, the souls they had gotten. <laughs> oh, here's an interesting thing. Oh, no, this is, it says the same thing. The persons that they had acquired. Oh, good point. Uh... <laughs> all, all, the, all the wealth that they had amassed and the persons that they acquired. So, I mean, I think that's also definitive in, in the way that it's phrased, the wealth they amassed and the people they acquired, that there's no question that These it's not... people are property. Yeah, exactly. This is right. directly referring to slaves and not but, like some kind of nation building. Oh, the people they got to follow him. No, these are the people that he has under shackles that he's leading around by the nose. But if those people didn't want to be slaves, Canaan should have thought about that before Ham went and blabbed to his brothers that Noah was passed out naked. Which I still don't see. I, 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 I don't buy the, the knocking up Mrs. Noah narrative that, that we had talked about in, in our previous episodes. I still don't understand. Wait, wait, wait. You don't buy the ideas that we put forward on our own podcast? No. <laughs> Are you saying this whole thing is made up? <laughs> it very well might be. In the words of Rashi. Eh? <laughs> I'm sure Rashi said that at some point. So no. Or at least oi. <laughs> um. <laughs> I felt all these questions. Why, I did, why are you asking me these questions? Um. So we don't know. We don't know a lot about. We know he's a descendant of Shem and Peleg and all those people. But we don't know a lot about Abram so far. No, he's got a son Lot and a wife Sari, Sarai. He, and he had a brother, Haran, and he settled... No, Lot a, isn't his son. Lot's his son, isn't it? No, it's his cousin. Son of Har, Lot, son of Haran. You're right. And they set forth to the, go to the land of Canaan. When they had come through the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place of the Shechem. She, Shechem? I think it's Shechem. Shechem. Achem. To the Oak of Moreh. Uh, there's a footnote there. Or 
Terebinth. That's a helpful footnote. You want just keep... Yeah. Dude, okay. you're going to kill me in the edit. Can you get through a sentence without, like, getting distracted by something? Jesus Christ. You can't read the footnotes in line with the rest of it, is my point. At the time the Canaanites were in the land, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So, so he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. So that's interesting. Immediately, I am uncomfortable with this manifest destiny. <laughs> yes. Like, hey, here's a land. There's already people living here. It's yours. <laughs> yeah. Kill them. According to Google, a terebinth is a small southern European tree of the cashew family. That was formerly the source of turpentine. Yes. There we go. We're looking at the same thing. From the New Oxford American Dictionary. Thank you, New Oxford American Dictionary. <laughs> so, is the New Oxford American Dic Dictionary the uh, the one true source for American language? Oh. That that joke didn't land. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we go to Chabad.org for yeah. the right answer. Okay. okay. Right. Uh. <laughs> Um, so, so we've gone from, this is, this is a pretty fashy chapter, chapter 12. So we have, are you saying everyone you disagree with is a Nazi? No, I'm saying that, that, that this is, this seems to be actively advocating for genocide of, a, of an, of an extant people in a foreign land invasion. And you will have this someday. So he's not going to breed out, slowly breed out over many generations. That's not how this book has worked so far. We've seen that God's pronouncements of this is going to happen or this is, this is how I want it usually end in a pretty bloody fashion, do they not? Drownings and killings and yeah, it expulsions. Does seem, it does seem that God's authority is based on violence. So we have God building up Abram, right? giving him his little pep talk, saying that, oh, I'm gonna, you're going to be a great nation. You're going to go where I tell you to go. You're going to take over a land, and you're going to take over this land with these people in it. Does it make you wonder what's, what's special about Abram? Makes me wonder if he has prefrontal lobe epilepsy. <laughs> I mean, everyone in the Bible has prefrontal lobe epilepsy, and it's temporal lobe epilepsy. I don't know what oh, is prefrontal it, is lobe it? epilepsy Yes, It's temporal, temporal lobe epilepsy. <laughs> yeah, don't confuse your lobes, man. Yeah. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I honestly wonder how many of these people, like, a long, long time ago, there were more oral traditions about them. And it's like, oh, yeah, everybody knows Abram. You know, the story about Abram and Pop Goes the Weasel and, you know, all that stuff. But, like, the, the less important stories the sort of like flavor text of who they are is lost to time and it's just this core narrative right. that remains which leads us into a good segue uh ptolemy why don't you tell us about your religious background i hear it was very strict and it involved <laughs> a lot of like really set out strict formulaic uh rules uh, like bureaucracy oh. between you and the one true god 
Is that is that correct, or do I have part of that wrong? Yeah, I mean, if you're confusing me with a completely different person, that's exactly right. <laughs> so, so yeah, like tell. when I was a very little kid, my parents really didn't give me any guidance about religion. They didn't encourage me to be an atheist. They were just like, oh, go go nuts. <laughs> um, I just kind of like. I assumed at that time that all religions were equally valid because I had Christian friends and they were cool and I had Jewish friends and they were cool and I had a couple of Muslim friends and they were cool and it was just like, oh, well, none of these groups strikes me as more right than the others. So I guess whatever you believe in, that's the afterlife you go to. So I'm like, oh man, I'm going to the Egyptian afterlife because... <laughs> They got animal head gods, they got pyramids, and of course, like, you know, I quickly found out, like, oh, in the mythology, like, their heaven's really hard to get into, but then I'm like, oh, it's, this is thousands of years later, no one's lining up at the door, how many followers can they really have? They have <laughs> Getting on the so short list. I, Right, so I selected my religion for, yeah, I selected a religion for completely aesthetic reasons and then instantly rationalized away any reason to follow its moral precepts. So, yes. Man, that sounds like modern politics. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Again, ahead of the curve. Yeah. yeah. You, Ptolemy, are a trendsetter. <laughs> At a certain point, like, I don't know exactly when this happened. I just sort of, I just sort of phased into thinking like, oh, what if these are all just stories that we tell ourselves? Right. And I just sort of, phased very gradually from Egyptian mythology to agnosticism to atheism. And that That's was around interesting that you started with Egyptian mythology. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't totally surprise me, but it's interesting. Yeah. But the, although there was one important thing, my parents at some point decided to start taking me to a Unitarian Universalist church, which ah. is the most loosey-goosey church you can possibly imagine. It's like, you can believe in God or not, just don't be a jerk. Um, so, and that was, what are those kind of, I mean, that, that they have weekly gatherings, right? Like, what what are those like? Is there like a order of like, hey, we're okay, let's sing some songs about how <laughs> we're all okay. Like, how, how does that sing work? sing some songs about, hey, believe whatever you want, man. <laughs> how, how, how does that work? completely depends on the minister it completely depends on the congregation it can be basically anything you might imagine like mine was like very sort of we had a standard we had a sermon we had hymns we just didn't mention god a whole lot and the and the sermons were more about philosophy and ethics and life than about you know anything supernatural that sounds more relatable yeah, the only thing was, and this was kind of a valuable lesson, like I met a bunch of people in that church who were like diehard atheists who were huge jerks <laughs> and who kind of bullied me. And I, like the important lesson I learned from that is like, oh, you're not better than other people because you're an atheist. You haven't like, ooh, you've got it figured out. Like you shouldn't lord it over other people of different faiths just because you believe something different because hey you have friends who are you know you have friends who are religious who are cool and you have non-friends who are atheists who treat you like crap so it was a lesson in humility so why why did the atheists bully you 
Did I they want animal heads too? Because they were teenagers. Because they were teenagers, and that's what teenagers do. <laughs> so the rule here is, teenagers can be shitty people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But everybody outgrows that, right? No, <laughs> no but that's like how two-year-olds are shitty people. I mean, we they start are the off, worst. Right. We start off in a state of moral ignorance, right? Like, because as soon as we can tell that ourselves are different from the world, we're all about ourselves <laughs> and mine, 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 mine. <laughs> And we have to be taught that, like, no, other people are a thing. Like, children are profoundly selfish. But, uh... It's funny, my... I always... When I was a... When I was an asshole teenager, I would always argue with uh, my grandfather that uh, the basics of human nature were uh, fundamentally communal and sharing and you look citing, you know, the uh, indigenous peoples of most continents. Um, and he, with his wisdom and time and multiple generations of parenthood, said, no, <laughs> that is not accurate. <laughs> um, and illustrated for me what uh, how, exactly what we just talked about, how kids when they're young uh or you know from the time they can say no on um it is totally egocentric uh, everything they do and it's totally self-motivated and you have to teach them how to uh act as as a community and act as a family um because left to their own devices for a bunch of little savages yeah like we have that you know we have that sense of some sense of community ingrained, but that can very easily be co-opted for tribalism when you mix that with self-interest. What about when you mix it with religion? Or Fox and Friends. Ah! Come at us, Judge Janine. Oh, no, that's a different show. I don't like you either, Judge Janine. <laughs> or Tucker Carlson. Take that, Tucker Carlson. You can all eat a bag of dicks. I don't even want you to share. You all get your own goddamn bag. <laughs> With all of your self-interest. <laughs> you get your own bag of dicks. How about that? <laughs> and we're going to pay for it with taxpayer money. <laughs> Can't we pay with it Disney dollars? I don't know what money they use in the Afterscape. Do they still have money in the Afterscape? Only Disney dollars. Disney dollars. <laughs> Man, that invoice. Disney dollars. Currency. Seventeen <laughs> bags of dicks. <laughs> so, but, okay, so back to, back to Abram. Assorted. Yeah. <laughs> Save us, please. <laughs> back to Abram. We're getting to like, right? Like he's the patriarch. Like God is saying like, you're going to be the father. And hasn't like this whole, this whole thing. Oh, and his wife is barren. That's the other element of the story that we should remember from the previous chapter. Although but I do not. 
Some of us, yeah. <laughs> I I had to look. <laughs> it is in the previous chapter. <laughs> so Sarai is barren, and God is saying, Abraham, you're going to be the father. And he's 75, which I mean people have kids late in life. But this is a little old. And he just like shows Not up at Bible, this place. Though. Right. I mean, he's no, a I, I'm saying this is old by today's standards. Right. Not for the Bible. It's quite This young. is like 33. Yeah. But years. and what's ironic about it is people only live to like 30. But this does get to a good point. So Abraham's like the patriarch of this whole thing. And this whole thing seemed patriarchal so far. And we were just talking about like. Um, because we've only seen women mentioned three or four times. Right. But no, I mean, literally, like, as in rule by fathers, we're just talking about, like, how children are, like, moral lunatics because they just don't have any education or experience in the world to know anything or to think about anyone else or, like, you know. You're talking about the president, right? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, <laughs> see, the difference is most children will grow out of that. Right, and he's, um, he's way past that point. Yeah, he's yeah, he's 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 a full grown he's a full grown adult. Uh, what was ah? You keep on derailing me, dude. Grown ass what, man. Uh, no, dude. Let me. <laughs> I just say the thing I'm trying to say for the last five minutes. Get it out, man. The whole thing seems like a patriarchal project, uh, because. Wherever humans, it's like there's this divine authority that's violent, that's male, and humans screw up when they disobey. That's what always pisses God off. That's what caused the fall where God created patriarchy, uh, saying, uh, you know, that uh, Eve is now going to be ruled over by Adam. And then she gets named Eve by Adam after that. And then, but what it seems After like he fucked all the animals, right? It seems like it's setting it up for this uh, to accept basically like the patriarchal authority of real life, right? Like my dad is the father of this family. I need to respect him as I respect, you know, the rules of God. And if he's violent or irrational or if he passes out drunk, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't it's do almost this like you're, It's almost like you're saying that this is a story used to justify the rules of the society in which it was created. That was so succinct. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's more than that it was created that it's like the blueprint for, you know? This is like, you know, there's no separation of church and state back then. So if you want to talk about law or, you know government or whatever this is the document that they had or so they're like they're like one and the same they're like the ring and sauron yeah man <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird that he just what shows up this? at this place and builds this altar but it's saying that god appeared to him before he was talking what what source are we in here in the Bible, with sources revealed. Um, I think we're still in J because it says Lord in all caps. But let me check. It always says Lord in all caps. 
except where it says God, which is where it says Elohim, which oh. is the other source. <laughs> right. It always says Lord in all caps when you're in the J source because the Lord in all caps stands in for the Tetragrammaton or the Tetragrammaton. <laughs> Right. Uh, right. I see the word God written in all caps. I had to go back a few chapters. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Okay. So, according to the Bible with sources revealed. Uh, we start off in J, and then where it gets to the middle of verse 4, uh, and Abram was 75 years old when he went out from Haran. Uh, according to this, uh, that switches us over to the priestly source, and the from Haran part is added by the great redactor! <laughs> Bum, bum, bum. No, that's the foghorn sound is the great oh. redactor. The Bible with sources reveals is the dun dun. Yeah, oh. you did it. You did it in the last episode too when I cut in a foghorn. <laughs> and it like what? But anyway, and then so we're in the priestly until it gets to the end of verse five and verse six. We're back in the J source until the end of the chapter. So the priestly is just that an Abram was 75 years old up until uh, and they came to the land of Canaan. Oh, so it's the land of. OK, so this is clear in Richard Elliott Friedman's translation that this is Canaan they're at. And I guess this place is in Canaan somewhere. Uh, Shechem. From there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages toward the Negev. And that's interesting because it mentions the name of the Lord. So when you see that, and we know we're in the J source, we just talked about this. So what it actually says is the name Yahweh. In the Bible, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> Negeb redirects here for places in Iran. There's a place in Iran named Negeb. is a desert on the region of southern Israel. Oh, okay. The largest city and administrative capital is Beersheba. Uh, and then there was something about it also meaning just south. Uh. Five-star hotels averaging $705. A night? It does not say. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of an important piece of information. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, $700 for an indefinite amount of time sounds great. Travelocity with sources not revealed. <laughs> so he's built two altars at this point, too, right? Because he built the first altar uh, of Moray, or in Moray, right? 
And then he goes walking, pitches a tent. So he's walked more than a day. And then uh, goes to the other side of the hill and then pit, uh, and builds another altar with Bethel in the west and I in the east. This time he also invokes the name too. So we're we getting closer to the uh, where they're going to land. Yeah, it's very weird that he's like, I'm going to give you this land. And then he just keeps on wandering and builds altars. <laughs> like, like, Jesus, make a decision. I, it just, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like when you keep walking around. Like, no, just like pick a spot to be in. <laughs> See, it's, um, maybe it's like uh, Age of Empires. Where he's building these altars to generate... Things. Mana? Yeah, yeah, generate mana in the world so he can build his uh, true reams. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's right. Because the mana, you need to draw the mana from the land, right? And then tap it to create creatures. Right. Or enchantments. Right. So if we go from <laughs> the mythology put forward in Magic the <laughs> Gathering... <laughs> <laughs> it actually it actually makes a lot of sense so you're saying in magic you all of those lands have altars in them and you are the god i think so yeah Interesting. really i want i don't want to be a god so like no like no you're the mage and i always felt like mages like they have their own cults right they were like the gurus of their day you know it's true how weird would that be to have a cult leader that actually, like, shot fireballs? Dude, that would be the best cult leader. <laughs> See, the problem with cults is that they're usually charlatans. <laughs> Join the Church of the Empty Barrel and find out what we are. <laughs> charlatans. <laughs> I have to say, of all the places that you guys might have gotten lost in the weeds on this one, this was not an area that I expected. <laughs> <laughs> so place names and altars. That, that's fascinating, though. You, you, brought, <laughs> you took this to a place that I had never imagined. <laughs> Well, and the and the bigger the bigger issue as far as the story actually goes is that his wife is also barren. Is he building al altars then to to are these altars beds where he tries to unbarren his wife? <laughs> uh, Ptolemy, do you want to read some? Oh sure, how uh yeah. <laughs> Let me let me let me see if I can uh, do this. We're on uh, ten. Ten, right? Okay. Go. Now there was a Farron. <laughs> yeah, right. Beautiful. Got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> now there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to reside there as an alien, for the famine was severe in the land. When he was about to enter Egypt. He said to his wife Sarai, I know well that you are a woman beautiful in appearance, and when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Then they will kill me, but they will let you live. Say you are my sister, so that it may go well with me because of you. 
and that my life may be spared on your account. That's fucked up. <laughs> so he's saying, wife, you're hot, but if we go in there, they're going to kill me and free use you. That's what he's saying, right? He's saying, listen, these foreigners, they are going to come and they're going to make use of you however they want. I, I can't change that. I don't really care. But listen, if you lie to them, this might work out well for me still, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't say what's gonna, how it's going to work for her. Right, so, right. The sorry. only thing about this, and the only thing I can say in its defense, is that, like, there's some small part that I very slightly relate to, because as a gay person, I have, on a couple of occasions, done the whole, hey, let's pretend we're not a couple and pass as not a couple for our safety. Like, that's a concept that I get. Maybe not in a really sexist and xenophobic way. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm torn. Like, I don't know if, like, yeah. Ari, doesn't that just mean you're sexist and xenophobic against straight white men, Ptolemy? I think that's what Tucker Carlson would say. (laughs) (laughs) You're the real fascist. Again, they started it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's that. Well, that's a yeah, that's a crazy situation because I well, I have been in situations where like um, interracial relationships might not be okay walking down the street everywhere. Yeah. but yeah, that that's crazy to think about, uh, you know, for your safety, having to try to adopt a role like that. Are you guys like comically straight when you do it? Do you start like talking about football and shit? Do you call each other bra? Oh, um, like we really don't put that much effort into it. Oh, okay. But, I was uh, spinning no. it off in a different direction in my head. <laughs> No, although there have been, like, weird situations where one time we were, were taking a shuttle to the airport together, and the shuttle driver, like, I, he must have noticed that we're, we were sitting close together or something, and he goes, so, you guys related? <laughs> <laughs> we look nothing alike. So we just sort of go, no? And he says, well, you know how it is. Sometimes people are related, sometimes they're not. <laughs> what a weird experience. Yep, those are the two options. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the Bible, we're all related. And according to science, too, actually. Uh, well, here's the other thing that's kind of weird about this, right? They acknowledge the fact that Abram and Sarah, Sarai are walking into a famine land. And they're like, hey... This is a good idea. We're going to go to the place with a famine. Wait, weren't they trying to escape the famine? I th- I, maybe I'm parsing this wrong, but I thought it was, so Abram went down to Egypt to reside there as an alien for the famine would severe in the land, that being Canaan, where he was mm-hmm. currently. So I went to Egypt no. because of the famine. 
But they were I already out of Canaan because they were already walking <laughs> towards the Negev at the end of the last thing. So, so to me, it reads like you have the famine in the land. Uh, you're, I mean, you're, you're, they went down to the Negev. And wherever they are, there's a famine. And he's going down to Egypt to reside there. And then they talk about for the famine was severe in the land. So it sounds like there's a, a famine in Egypt. It does sound like that. You know, I, I think this may be a case of the uh, the grammar in the translation being messed up, because I seem to remember in the Passover Haggadah, when it retells this small part of the story, they describe Abram as fleeing a famine into Egypt, if that makes sense. Right, yeah, no, that's how I interpreted it when we read that. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. When the officials of Pharaoh saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Oh shit. That is forcible as hell. Yeah. That's like... So this whole scheme, this whole like brother sister scheme, did not work for them or well for not for one second. (laughs) (laughs) That's like comically bad. Which pharaoh is this? Couldn't they have been more specific? Why is it just pharaoh? Didn't they keep records of this stuff? The Egyptians did. (laughs) Who their pharaohs were? Yeah, there's like a really long. Uh, dynastic line. So there's, so we have Abram, right, Sarai, and the scheme that they've they've hatched has just. Well, I don't. I still don't understand. Out. So they were in Canaan. God's like, this is your land, and they keep going to Egypt, which is in famine and full of a bunch. No, of no, no. Guys. The famine happened, and then they went to Egypt. But why? But isn't that their land? But, okay, so God leads Abraham to this place, and presumably we would think God is then punishing him with the famine? Like, or, like, what's what's the motivation for the famine? Well, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but we don't see God taking an active role, the God character taking an active role in making this famine. Because every disaster before... Well, that's why I thought maybe it was Baal that caused the famine (laughs) or something. Well, there's no acknowledgement. I feel like the answer to this would probably be like, well, God did say this will be your land. He didn't say like, oh, it'll be easy. I mean, I'm sure that that like the the retort that you could give to this is like, yeah, he gave him this land and sometimes there are going to be famines. Deal with it. It's character building patriarchy but then he's got to leave the land yeah it seems it seems counterproductive it seems like god should make up his mind like if you want me to be here god like i need some food i'm sorry you made my human body to require food and you made it in your image and apparently you have teeth an esophagus a stomach it's a famine, but why couldn't they go somewhere else? Egypt doesn't seem like a great place. Well, that 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 was my original question. Is like they're acknowledging the fact that there's a famine, and the land that God gave them apparently is not the place for them. <laughs> and for her sake, he dealt well with Abram, and he had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female slaves, female donkeys, and camels. But the Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai. 
Abram's wife. So Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, She is my sister, so that I took her for my wife? Now then, here is your wife, take her and be gone. And Pharaoh gave his men orders concerning him, and they sent him on the way, with his wife and all that he had. Wait, so <laughs> Pharaoh steals the wife and then pays a dowry to Abram. And Abram's just like, sure, pay me all these things so you can sleep with my wife. And they also get weirdly specific about gender roles here, where it was male and female slaves, male and female donkeys, or as the King James Version says, he asses and she asses. <laughs> you know there is a difference? You would think an ass is an ass, but it's not. An ass. There's a difference. Yeah, so right, so he let her go. I thought he let her go. No, well, but he... That's after. So what we had, what happened was like a, he a, had, he has to let her go because God is harassing him with all these plagues. Right, but he's already slept with Sarai. Has he? Yes, because well, he gives uh, Abram the dowry of the oxen and the uh, he asses and the she asses and the male and female slaves and all of this uh, and camels. Um. Abraham was a slave owner, so it's pretty explicit. Right. But if you got the no, slaves no. as a gift, is it really wrong? Well, that what was that movie? <laughs> Indecent Proposal? But what happens is they were married, pays in this dowry, and he t- and by taking a by paying this dowry, they're getting married and they're having sex. And because she's already married, Wait, when it God has say, what what are you talking about? And for just... her sake, he dealt well with Abram. And for her sake, he dealt... that's the dowry. Oh, and then okay, yeah, I was getting the sequence mixed up. So that comes before the plagues, right? So they have right. the wedding. He pays the dowry. The dowry right. price. So theoretically, okay, yeah, I see what you were. And that's saying. why Pharaoh's like, "Yo, she was married. Right? What the fuck, man?" You said she was your sister. So now God's after me <clears throat> because she's your sister and I was sleeping with a married woman. That's not so, cool. So how... Get the fuck out of here. Hold on, though. How did Pharaoh get this piece of information? That's a good question. And why is Pharaoh, who has uh, another pantheon of gods, care what this god does to him? <laughs> but it seems like... Right? Like, did Yahweh tell him? Like, was Yahweh like, hey, Pharaoh, you know why all these... Right? Because the plagues and the fact that they're not brother and sister aren't necessarily logically connected in any way. (laughs) Like, there's nothing that would tell you that one has to do with the other unless... Right? Like, there should be an oracle or, like, some, like, old hag in the story who's like, but Pharaoh! (laughs) You know? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I like that. It seems weird that Pharaoh... like Hagar from Voltron? It seems weird that Pharaoh's got the, uh, the Yahweh phone, right? Right. 
You know, it could. They don't say what the plague is. It could be like there's this giant rash across its body that says, "Hey, Pharaoh, guess what? This one woman that you've taken into your harem is actually <laughs> the wife of Abram." <laughs> she gives him herpes. <laughs> You've afflicted me with this. My guess is it's just supposed to be like when you get cursed by God, you know it. Like right, but these are supposed to be. Oh, you're talking about Pharaoh. Like Pharaoh knows he's cursed by God. Right, like he's a smart enough guy to be like, "Ooh, something is going on. I am, you know." I am myself a divine emanation of, of, of Osiris or whatever. And uh, I, I'm with it enough to, <laughs> to understand when something uh, is up. After the fact, apparently. See, I would think the pantheons are incompatible. It's like trying to get a Mac to talk to a PC or something. That's what Samba's for. Oh... <laughs> um. <laughs> So one thing I was going to suggest, we could get really crazy because he's in another time zone too. We could call Eliezer and try and add him to the call and just see if he picks up. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be great if with, with these interpantheon uh, incursions, right? Osiris being the uh, divine emanation of Osiris. Uh, Yahweh just like knocks on the next apartment door over. He's like, yo, buddy. Ah. That girl you're fucking... She's got a husband. <laughs> and I've been pouring the roaches through your vent because I'm tired of hearing you. That's where the plagues are coming from. I'm annoyed. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm not landing this train. <laughs> I thought it was a good fit, but um, I guess I'm big. People have asked this question on the internet, and the uh, have they? The an- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the answer that I'm seeing that makes the most sense to me intuitively is Sarai told the Pharaoh the truth, but he didn't believe her, and then the afflictions came, and then he was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, he didn't believe her. Why? Because she's a woman? <laughs> she like a second class citizen or something? It's not like she was picked up off the street. Kidnapped. Like it wasn't a thing. women like livestock and they have female slaves. and Oh, maybe it was dry skin. Maybe he had psoriasis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Diogenes, your stock has just gone up. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can get Eliezer on the line. We'll see if he picks up. <laughs> this is a really bad time. I literally just knocked the mirror off my car pulling out of my garage. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, I'm sorry. Um, we just had a Bible question we could call back later. Um, no, okay. It doesn't really matter. Uh, well, I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, I... So now I can drive? Like, like the damage has been done? I, I, I broke my mirror and having more 
thinking, more presence of mind isn't going to help me. So sure, sure, go ahead, fire away. What do you, what do you want to know? Oh, yes, you're me, tell him. Am I being recorded? Yes, yes, and we needed to tell you right before we did everything, we were about to introduce you to Ptolemy, who is our guest for this week. Hold on a sec, hold on a sec. I'm getting hit the on the podcast. This is so exciting. <laughs> like right now. All right. Anyway. Um... Eliezer, meet Ptolemy. Ptolemy. Eliezer. Nice to meet okay. you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, dude. Or, or wait. I, I just assumed that you're a dude. Are you Are you a dude? I am. <laughs> okay. Very well. Very well. And, and, and he's, what uh, he's doing? He was a Unitarian. So he's oh, probably the polar opposite of Chabad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there are some sects that are like experts in knowing the Bible. You guys are like experts in not knowing the Bible. Pretty much. <laughs> so, how he's, he subscribes to a different pantheon. How did he get this piece of information that, like, why are the plagues necessarily related to Sarai and Abraham being uh, married, how does that? Well, work? he figured he did something wrong. Like, like I mean, he's just doing normal Pharaoh things, like seeing a hot chick and and adding her to the harem. And this is just a normal day in the life for Pharaoh. And bam, he gets plagued. He knows something is up, and he just figured. Wait, so the, the fact that he subscribes to a different pantheon, how is that? relevant why because because it seems like a different he, pantheon why would he be subject to yahweh's powers and how could he get it seems like the logical place he got this information from was from god like god oh, said what? like you guys are making a lot of assumptions you're you're, you're assuming but then where did he get that piece of information that's okay, what okay, i want to so, know right Sarah right, right. So, so she could have Women. Yeah, th this 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 idea that that like well he didn't believe in Yahweh so how could Yahweh plague him? What kind of stupid supposition is that? <laughs> Did, didn't I you read chapter one where God created the universe? You you think he's he's only able to plague people who believe in him like like some kind of nocebo effect? Sure, but my my thing is like it seems like there's also a channel of information. Right, and if you if you subscribe to a different pantheon, you don't think Yahweh exists. So how is Yahweh communicating this to you? Okay, so maybe Pharaoh thought that Yahweh exists just isn't the absolute awesomest ever, and and Abraham is the one who's so smart who knows that that. Yahweh not only exists, but is the absolute greatest ever, and the Egyptian gods don't exist. Um, but I'm so I'm booting up my computer now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get my texts, and we're gonna figure this out. Or well, we're not gonna figure this out. We're gonna see what what the traditional Jewish texts have to say. The correct answer on Chabad.org. <laughs> yeah, we're only interested in the one true answer that's better than all the other answers. I feel like the confusion for me, as someone awash in ignorance about the Bible, <laughs> is like, if, if something bad ha happened to Pharaoh, why would he not then assume, ooh, wow, Osiris, I, I must have angered Osiris, what have I done? 
and it would probably take some sort of convincing for him to be like, oh, another god did this? Really? Oh, okay. Um, huh. So he probably knew who Sarai's god was, so that made him think about it. Ah. Uh. Because he, he knew who Sarah's God was. Wait, did Yahweh use specific plagues? He's got a patent on yes, plagues yes, now? Yes, yes psoriasis. We, we covered this. Oh, he did create the swarms of things. <laughs> that was that must have been the first four? plague. And, oh, oh, wait a minute. There's another thing. Um, in, in verse 17, it says that God plagued the house of Pharaoh. Um, you could translate it as because of the matter of Sarai. But you, if you want to be very, very literal, it actually says he played them on the word of Sarai, because in Hebrew, a word and, and thing are the same word. And I believe that the right interpretation is that it was literally on the word of Sarai, that Sarai would like say, like, plague that one, plague that one, and then they got plagued. Um, then... but, but so does Yahweh have specific plagues that he's known for? Because this is our first instance of a plague, I think. Right? How do they know what a plague is? So I, I another thing, I, I also I believe that the plague was was like a plague of the sexual organs or something, which gave them a clue that it was about banging the wrong lady. Um, I was oh! right. I was right. I found a great text. Hold on. Okay. Right. So so Rashi, um, our favorite guy. Good old Rashi. God, he keeps on coming back. Rashi. <laughs> Rashi, if you're if you're listening, Rashi, you should be a guest on our podcast. Okay, so here, here's what Rashi says. Um, on, on the words um, God plagued, he says it was with a plague of Rason, which makes sex difficult. Now, what is the plague of Rason? I don't Lice. know. I need to... Mm, I don't think so. Impotence. Okay, you know, you guys Works. guess, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pull up Chabad.org again. Next week, find out what happens when Abram and Lot must separate because there is strife between their herders. Next week on an all-new Atheist Read the Bible. Music by Connected Sounds.